Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time. That being Main Zone Limitless Wrestling, and of course, let's wrestle. My name is Josh Nason. On this week's show, we're going to look back on Crunch Time, as we're, of course, it was this past Saturday in Yarmouth, Maine, a spirited affair that kicked off the road, of course, far down the road, should say, to the Vacation Land Cup coming up in late August. We'll talk about that. All kinds of developments for that show. We have a world title match official. We have several uh, talents have qualified officially for the VLC. Brackets still to come. All the good stuff. We're also talking some less wrestle as well. And joining me, as always, the man that, you know, he uh, he's never had the U.S. Federal Marshals uh, give him a subpoena and a search warrant. Much to my, as far as I know, it's Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the fine people. Yeah, we kept that one off the record. Uh, how's it going today, Josh? Good to talk to you again. <laughs> Things are good. Things are good. Yeah, we had uh, oh, a crunch time. And again, we sit here midweek. And, and how are you feeling about things a couple of days? I know you got some let's wrestle. You don't have much time to rest. I know. Uh, it honestly, like, it feels like a blur. We were talking about it a little bit before we started recording. But it was a hectic day. I feel good about the show. I think people had a good time. Uh, at least that was my perception and what I heard from uh you know people talking about the show but uh always cool to have some returns in the house and debuts in the house as well um uh, keeping the cards a little fresh as we move into the cup but uh, it's my favorite time of the year now that we got crunch time in the books it felt like a good night all around um yeah i don't know how'd you like it josh uh yeah i thought that was an entertaining show I, as i was telling you before i had very high expectations going to the show i still think that winds of change is my favorite show of the year and i think part of that is I thought the crowd that night, as I talked about, was the, one of the best limitless crowds I've ever seen. Uh, the ones passed on the Saturday, it, it was good. I thought it was, you know, it was a little warm in the building, you know, late July evening and a little, a uh, little humid in there. So overall, a solid show. And yeah, I mean, everything, there was, there was some uh, very unique moments, uh, a, a moment, a match that we'll talk about that without a doubt, as I was thinking about on the way home, will make my top 20 for sure. If not my top 10, Randy, perhaps of the wow. year. For limitless wrestling action, yeah, and that's uh, that's not hyperbole, not blowing smoke, as Roddy Piper would say. It's uh, it, it was awesome. We'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, I thought it was it was a great appetizer for the VLC, and then of course the anniversary show. Uh, it's coming up in uh, in September. It was good to see everyone there, and yeah, I was I was a little bit uh, you know you know with you know travel issues and all that stuff. There was in the morning, I noticed there was a bunch of rain coming through and. You know, big surprise for the summer in uh, in Maine, New Hampshire, New England, all that stuff. And I was wondering because it was it was driving up. It was pouring rain, just like it did in May the last time. For uh, for winds of change, it was just like coming down. I was wondering if there's any delays, but yeah, it's good to hear that uh, that pretty much everyone got there. Unless there's uh, any other you know, travel stories you want to tell us, <laughs> we we made out okay, thankfully. All right, well, let's get into the car. But first, let's remind you, of course, Randy, the tickets. So by the time you're listening, tickets are on sale uh, on Thursday, August 3rd, 7 p.m. Eastern, limitlesswrestling.com slash tickets. Of course, you're listening to this after that. They're on sale right now. Uh, who knows if Front Row is sold out by the time you're listening to this. But it's a uh, another big night. Uh, kind of the v- VLC coming up Saturday, August 26th, Yarmouth, Maine. You know the spot, the Amvets. The annual tournament to crown a number one contender for the Limitless Wrestling World title that will then compete for the title at the anniversary show coming up in September. And yeah, we had some qualifiers we'll get to and tickets are on sale. I mean, anything else to say about tickets, Randy? They're going to go fast. Yeah, I would uh, I would hop on them. I mean, historically, it's the anniversary show and the Vacation Land Cup that are the quickest selling tickets of the year. So 
Uh, definitely don't miss out. LimitlessWrestling.com slash tickets. They're on sale now, probably as you listen to this. All right. So let's go into the show this past weekend. Crunch time. Show is available to view now on IWTV. If you have not seen it or if you want to relive it, I'm going to relive some moments from the show, get some notes and things like that. But this uh, this show kicked off with a VLC qualifying match. Two hot rivals competing against each other. They have competed in, in Limitless Wrestling, other promotions as well. These two can't stand each other, and we'd love to see it. Of course, the event's spilling out over uh, from Winds of Change. It led us here. Becca taking on Ava Everett of Art. Becca picking up the win to qualify for the VLC. This one, you know, it was uh, it was tough for her with uh, for Becca early on. Randy, the international pop star, she survived had to survive lots of sneak attacks by uh, the Art stablemates of Ava Everett. That being, of course, Ricky Smokes and Aaron Rourke. Just time after time, felt like it was like Bullet Club or New Japan or something like that. Just was like, what's going to go on here? And finally, Eric Greenleaf decided to you know put some eye drops in, open up his eyes, and. He finally had enough of these two after catching them and then gave him the old toss, Randy, threw Rourke and Ricky Smokes out of the venue completely. Odds even up. Becca rallied. Everett fought back. And then eventually, Becca picking up the big victory. And Becca has moved on to the VLC next, uh, later this month. And we'll see who she's uh, matched up against in the first round. What a hard-hitting match, too, Josh. Uh, I don't know. I was... I was talking to some of the students about this match the other day, the show in general, and uh, I don't know. It was just Becca and Ava was the talk of the town of uh, just bringing it to each other, hard hits and uh, a heated opener, and Becca moving on to the Vacation Land Cup, punching her ticket. This is the second time she'll be competing in the tournament. Of course, last year challenging the prize, Alec Price, for the Limitless Wrestling World Championship, coming up short there, but now has an opportunity to punch her ticket to a future championship match if she can win the cup. So big win for Becca. Ava, of course, uh, not working out her way. We'll talk more about Art in a moment because their night was not over. Uh, but she uh, had some words for Rourke and Smokes post-match. It did not seem like everything was going well in the world of Art. Nope. And yeah, we're going to talk about more about that uh, in a second. Yeah, she definitely did punch her ticket, Randy, with a hard-hitting affair, huh? Yeah, I would say so. Hey, yo. Anyway. Uh, so we roll on in the card. Second, of course, was the hotly contested Let's Wrestle Championship match. Of course, BRG defending against the Kingpin Brian Malonis. Of course, Malonis looking for his first uh, limitless wrestling title or Let's Wrestle title, I guess you could say, of any kind. BRG looking to continue his run, successful run as champion. And he was successful here, even though, Randy, this was cl- <laughs> this was close. Brian Malonis gave BRG friend of the show brg a beatdown, a country whipping an ass kicking throughout this entire thing just using his size he was just taking it to him and somehow time after time after time brg able to get his shoulder up as is going to hit three you know malonis doing a couple of these lazy covers early on got a little bit more frustrated a little bit more frustrated and eventually brg taking advantage of a mistake was able to pick up the victory and successful title defense. This was a uh, BRG. I bet as we record this again, midweek is probably still hurting from this, but his ribs are probably pretty banged up, but yeah, another successful title offense. Somehow he, he survived. Uh, Brian Malonis will have to try again some other day, but now BRG moves on to defend the title against another big man. It's good practice. And Jason Maverick coming up at let's wrestle on August 12th. But Tell you what, man, you know, BRG, he gave up the size, but these are sometimes the the the, uh, the gut check efforts you need in order to be champion. And at the end of the night, BRG is still holding the belt. 
Yeah, I mean, it hasn't really been the easiest row of opponents so far. I mean, beating Mac Daniels, then you've got Eric Johnson, Brian Malonis, and now Jason Maverick coming up August 12th for Let's Wrestle. But uh, fun match here, man. Malonis looking good right now. And as you said, some lazy covers early. Maybe not taking Brett as seriously as you should because, I mean, we saw it with Prestigious. We're seeing it now as a solo entity in Limitless Wrestling. He really rises to the occasion when the lights are shining the brightest, and he, he's able to get it done in big match situations. So uh, it's cool to see Brett kind of growing into this wrestler before our very eyes, and I'm excited to see what he does next, especially with Jason on the 12th. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I think if this match happened another 100 times, based on what we saw, I think Malos probably wins like 98% of them based on what we saw there. But yeah, BRG, he just... He just kept fighting and kept fighting and remind me a lot of uh you know old school Shawn Michaels. I'll throw it out, throw that one. Really? Out. Yeah, oh, what a comp. Just the you know, not just for the super kicks, just for the the heart, the spirit, the fight. That's what you gotta show. He's a fighting baby face, Randy. He's got the, the hair going, he's got Damn, the fans behind that. him. Yeah. Well, well, Ricky Steamboat, maybe. I he's just he's just a likable guy, likable baby face, and was able to survive. And yeah, we'll see if he can survive against Jason Maverick. This is another one you mentioned. You know, he's uh, BRG fighting these big guys. And we've seen these champions, you know, fight all over the place. Eventually, he's going to catch up to you. We'll see if Jason Maverick's able to do that in August 12th. And uh, yeah, a lot to talk about before then. We then move on to uh, this was for the back to back title matches, the Limitless Wrestling Championship defended. Of course, as a champion versus uh, tri- uh, what is a trios champion, but. Three promotion champion, Lucky Ali, looking to make it a fourth as he was looking to win the Limitless Wrestling title. Of course, well-known from Deadlock Pro. We talked about him a lot last week. And, of course, Beef coming in here looking to defend the title for the second time. Of course, defending against Timothy Thatcher the first time. Some things to prove. And did he prove it here? Beef retaining the Limitless Wrestling world title with a very spirited match over Lucky Ali. And Lucky Ali, is, as uh, we'll talk about in a minute, he was he was more than game. And had his moments, but I really enjoyed how in the last closing, like 90 seconds or so, may have been shorter than that, Beef closed the show. And he, he was just basically like, screw this. I'm going to defend this title and I'm going to beat this guy and beat him. He did uh, picking up the victory here. I just, I really loved how he closed this and lucky Ali will hopefully return to fight another day. He had his moments and he was, <laughs> he's uh I, I say he's he's legitimately not to diminish his, his talents. It's just a funny guy. He's just funny in how he how he approaches things and how his his mannerisms are, his communication with the the audience, even down to after the match uh, being carried out by Nate Speckman piggyback style to the back. Uh, how he was selling merch during um, during intermission in a giant laundry basket. He just has a way about him that is. He takes himself seriously, but he doesn't take himself too seriously. He's like, he is who he is. and uh, But at the end of the day, Big Beef, he is who he is, picking up the victory here, and he moves on to defend the title at um, at the VLC. We'll talk about who his opponent will be in just a minute, but a good title offense by Beef, and hopefully we'll see Lucky Ali again. Yeah, I agree, dude. I mean, th- this felt awesome on the watch live. I haven't got a chance to watch anything back yet, but uh, I'm excited to watch this one back in particular. Lucky Ali, I don't know, it feels like a great fit. I literally texted J.D. Drake right after the match. I said, you're right, Lucky's the truth. Because <laughs> he's been, dude, he's been on my ass to book him for like two or three years. But, man, uh, 
a lot of people were vouching for this guy. Eventually, fucking these people aren't wrong. You know what I mean? They, they've seen what he's done. And it was an awesome first impression. Uh, a lot of people were talking about Lucky Ali after the show. And uh, I think it's hard to do on, you know, especially a nine-match card. A lot of debuts and returns. This one was just chock full of stuff. So uh, to have your name in people's mouths afterwards, I mean, that's a, that's a big feat despite coming up short here against Beef. And like you said, man, when he flipped the switch at the end, that, that last 60, 90-second stretch was mean from Beef. That was That's what you need to see, you know, Eye of the Tiger in the, in the closing moments. But I will say, Lucky did close out the weekend getting that fourth championship, Josh. He locked one down at FIP in Tampa the next day. So he made it happen. Yeah, I see. Well, who knows? He may come back to Limos, try to be a five-time, five-group champion. You never know. That'd be impressive. Collecting those belts. Watch out, BRG. Make Shapiro less wrestle. Who knows? Uh, we moved down the card. Uh, and again, all these matches were hard-hitting, as promised. And, and this was certainly... Uh, <laughs> This is certainly no doubt uh, one of those matches. Above the rest, taking on uh, Tabernacle Team. And I don't need to give you these guys' backstories. Again, first time ever match. And this was uh, hard-hitting. ATR continued their uh, impressive limitless run with a win over the Harding Canadians. I believe this is four in a row, if I remember right. However, Randy, at the end of this match, uh, there was you definitely tell something was wrong with Gabriel Sky. Uh, there was a, kind of a sequence there where he... He got injured. I, I thought initially it might be a concussion because he just kind of looked like completely dazed in the corner. Luckily, Tristan Ty picking up his uh, picking up his partner and able to actually get the victory. And um, Tabernacle to team uh, picking up a loss. We'll talk about that in a minute. Later on revealed, there was actually a dislocated shoulder uh, suffered by Gabriel Sky. And he showed pictures of this the next day. He had to miss a date. And uh, on Sunday, they, they tweeted about that. Uh, and I know there was there was definitely a lot of concern kind of immediately. Tell me kind of what was going on and uh, and how how you how Gabriel's doing and how everything went. Yeah, I'm happy to report he's doing good. I'm um, going to be sidelined for a couple weeks, but it's not going to be anything that's going to require any kind of surgery or uh, any long lasting damage to be able to get back to 100 percent and back in the ring when he's feeling up to it. But. Uh, definitely not going to rush a process like that. You know, he's a, he's a very dynamic wrestler and he's going to take the time to get himself right. But it, it's always a scary moment when something like this happens, because uh, from our vantage point, uh, until we were able to get word from the ring, we didn't know what the problem was either. So uh, we were able to get him to the hospital very quickly and uh, he was able to get checked out, x-rayed and is OK. So uh, be a couple a uh, couple weeks in a sling, hopefully back to 100 percent and back in the ring with Tristan Ty very soon, who was able to hold it down. But uh, I definitely think we might have to see this rematch down the road to uh, to get a decisive matchup here. And, you know, I, I don't want to risk enraging these guys, uh, TDT, but oh, and two, since they come back to limitless wrestling, Randy, these guys can't be happy with that. Obviously, the big return after six years. Mike Labby, hoping for a victory at some point. I chatted with him about this. TDT, yeah, can't uh, can't be smiling up to the Great White North after this one. And I should mention at some point, obviously talking about the uh, the VLC, around this time it was announced, of course, uh, Rich Paladino, uh, long-time Limitless Wrestling ring announcer, mentioned that he was not going to be announcing at the big VLC, the Vacation Cup. Missing it, Randy, due to... Bruce Springsteen, he's going to go see the, the boss in, uh, I assume, Gillette. And taking his place will be Ethan Scott, who got a nice Ethan chant after this was announced. I want to point that out, Randy. Ethan is a big fan, of the, 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 a fan favorite. The people love him, Randy. 
Yes, they do, uh, which is awesome to see. And it's I guess it's becoming a yearly tradition that Ethan's going to be our Vacation Land Cup guy because he actually did the Vacation Land Cup last year as well. And I noted here, Randy, that uh, when Rich made this announcement, he, there could have been a couple of Bruce chants, but it's not like a couple of boos that he was going to miss the VLC. I couldn't believe it. But uh, Ethan gained the, the big opportunity. Well, now he'll he'll knock it out of the park. But I love I love to see the people uh, giving Ian uh, Ian Ethan his props. That's uh, that's good stuff. I do too, because it's always. I mean, Nate Speckman gets some heat now from the uh, the <laughs> nicest dude ever, and has his head on straight, has two eyes in the skull, and. He's getting some heat now when he's getting the name announced. I don't know if they're just really raring to go for the Eric Greenleaf announcement and he's just getting that remnants, but yeah. uh, I don't know, man. Tough world. Yeah. Uh, I did want to point out as you were uh, running backstage, I, I, as always, Randy, I observe. I always look what's going on in the crowd, up on the dais with the uh, you know, the uh, the Last Supper table you have going on there, all the luminaries up on the stage there. And I noticed as you were uh, also you sporting a, a very fancy uh, tie-dye shirt. Oh, you like that? New Let's Wrestle shirts we got. No, oh, there you go. You can buy that at LimitlessWrestling.com, I assume. I should, yeah. You should. <laughs> it's just Actually, a one-off. No, it's just those Those are up, but not not the tie-dye that I was wearing. Oh, that's just for the owner? Well, I, you got to test them out and see if they're going to look good before you <laughs> print them in mass, Josh. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So I, what I was getting at was, as you were gone, I think this might have been... I think this was actually for the next match. Yeah. Uh, for uh, Rip versus Mac Daniels, there was no one to ring the bell because you were gone. And guess who rang the bell, Randy? Do you know? I am going to take a guess. Yeah. That it was lights out Lee Miller. No, no. no Lee, Miller, okay. Lee Miller all over the building. But, he uh, was on soaked. This, soaked on this, to the bone. On this great evening. But no, it was Andy Brown. Oh, Andy Brown. Andy Brown, of course. Thank you, Andy. He was. Uh, I mean, How the hell was nobody there to ring it? I, I was. I so I was just kind of watching, and Ethan was doing his thing, and whoever else was doing their thing. And all of a sudden, referee called for the bell, and no one was there to ring the bell. And Andy was just standing there, I think, preparing for his four way later in the night. Just Graham grabbed the grabbed the hammer and and rang the bell. So I don't know. He team may be effort, a, Josh. He may be applying. Maybe applying for a back office job or something like that. Randy. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't even ringing the bell up there though. Uh, wait, what? What do you mean? I was I was never ringing the bell that night. Who who usually does? Is it Ethan? That was Ethan. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe he was just in a big spot. But... <laughs> I I think actually I think he was taking some selfies with fans or something like that. I, I he may have been just probably signed some... after the announcement. He probably had an autograph line aside, like halfway to the ring. So that's right. You can't tell, but for where he's sitting though, you can't tell if it's a line for the bathroom or for him though. I don't know what's going on. Well, you, you mingle with them all the same. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that leads into the next match. Of course, was the number one contenders match for the Limitless Wrestling World title. Match should be contested at VLC. Of course, we know that would be against Big Beef. And his opponent will be Rip Bison. Two rivals intertwined are going to hook it up one more time. I almost said one last time. The last time before Ripper head, heads uh, across the pond or across the country and all over the place heading to Japan. For, uh, for quite some time in uh, in September. So Rip Bison picked up the win over Mac Daniels, and this one had some heartbreak, and then the reverse of heartbreak, whatever that's called, because Ripper had this guy pinned, and and, uh, and unfortunately the, the referee did not see it. It gets distracted or whatever, visual pin. And then, <laughs> big surprise, Randy, Mac Daniels cheats. So Mac Daniels is able to 
get a pin later in the match, had his feet on the ropes, and all of a sudden, Eric Greenleaf missed it, counted the three, and Mac Daniels was, everyone thought, was moving on to a title match. Ripper is crushed in the corner. You can just tell he's just emotionally just out of it. Greenleaf misses another one. And then the aforementioned Nate Speckman, paying attention, you know, he's interviews and catering or whatever, decides to actually, you know, watch the monitor and then look. And he ran out and he informed Eric Greenleaf what happened. These two commiserate. And then all of a sudden, Eric Greenleaf does the right thing for once, restarts the match. And Ripper, you know, I was a little bit worried because he was like head slunked in the corner. And I'm like, you're going to get back in this, brother. I think this is going to get reversed. And all of a sudden, he snapped to it. Ended up nailing Daniels, got the pin, and got the victory. He's moving on, calling out beef afterward. The focus was renewed. So, yeah, so Rip Bison picking up the victory. And at the VLC, we're going to have beef defending the title against Rip Bison. Bison's last chance to take the Limitless title over to Japan with him. He's had these opportunities before. He is motivated. He really wants to get this done. As we'll talk about before this match, there's a long, long history between these two and Limitless Wrestling, a violent history. And we're going to see it happen one more time. Yeah, it's exciting, man. Uh, their road has been intertwined since the 2020 Vacation Land Cup when Beef made his Limitless Wrestling debut against Rip Bison. And really, it kind of feels like they've grown through Limitless Wrestling together in different ways. I mean, Rip, of course, made his debut just before uh, we ended up shutting down live events for a little while and uh, really started to get his wheels turning in the closed taping era, as did Beef. So, now to see him on this stage, championship on the line, biggest uh, match it could possibly be at this point before Rip heads to Japan. But I missed uh, a, a majority of this match, I'd say like 90% of this match I was downstairs for, and uh, I came up to Mac Daniels getting his chest tenderized like meat by Rip Bison. <laughs> so an enjoyable sight. Uh, obviously, uh, some chicanery went down with Mac Daniels and Nate Speckman uh, sticking his nose out there in a big spot and uh, and making that shit happen. So Rip Bison able to take it home, advancing to the cup, and now with a title match on his hands, one-on-one with Beef. So, you know, I, I know we don't like to give uh, Mac Daniels a lot of praise on this podcast, right? He's been a cause of you graze hairs in, in your head. But I was thinking during this match, he is really, you know, as much as we complained about his title defenses for non-existent title defenses for Let's Wrestle, he has really gone up against a lot of heavy hitters like Rip Bison, Eric Johnson, you know, these these guys that he has, uh, uh, Alexander Lee, I think he's competing against before. These, these are guys that can really do some damage. And even though he tries to cheat to win, nefarious stand, you know, uh, tactics and all that such. He's really good in there against some some guys, and he's he's competed. He's on a you know a bit of a, a skid right now, but you know both Let's Wrestle and, and Limitless, you know he when he does get in there, he's ready to go, and you know again tries to some nefarious tactics and things like that. But I don't know. It, I just, it just stood out that you know we give uh, Mac a lot of shit, but he he's in there against some heavy hitters, and he's he's still coming back from war, even though it may take him a while to get to the table. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh he's been in there with a murderer's row of opponents kind of this year, you know, either that or big match situations. So, uh, against the likes of like Scotty too hottie and Herman, his first limitless main event. Um, it's been, you know, it's, it's been a challenge, you know, to, uh, to try to get this guy to quit, honestly. <laughs> um, uh, but so, you know, I, I, I say all that. And for let's wrestle, you had to add a stipulation to the, the match where he had, like he has to show up or else he's done. 
as, as a good call because he's, I mean, he's ducking out of these matches. It's the second time this year he's ducked out of a match. You got to show up. I mean, you're looking, making us look bad at this point. That's true. All right. So all that good stuff I said about Mac Daniels, we'll just reverse that. Take that all back. Yeah. Uh, speaking of taking uh, things back about, you know, compliments and so on, Chad Thomas and Sidney Bacabella, Randy. These guys, you know, when these two united last year after Channing's uh, embarrassing defeat to uh, to Des Cole, you didn't know what's going to happen. I just felt there was some magic there. And and Channing's been on a, a big winning streak. That winning streak happened or, or extended on uh, this show as well, defeating Jordan Oliver. Channing Thomas had already qualified for the VLC, as we know. But as he told you, he wanted uh, he wanted a match. He wanted to, to keep going. And you gave him Jordan Oliver, the returning Jordan Oliver, who had competed once before in Limus in a multi-person match years ago. And also had gone on to do big things in GCW. And you talked earlier about Chops, brother. These two chopped the ever-loving shit out of each other for, for minutes on end. This was hard-hitting. Uh, and Chaney Thomas picking up the win, the win as, of course, Jordan Oliver going to the top rope. Referee distracted. Sidney Bacabella gets up off his uh, his very comfy chair at ringside and decides to grab Oliver's uh, leg. Distracted him enough for Chang to attack, and Chang eventually hitting his pile driver finish to get the victory. And Chang Thomas, big momentum going into uh, the VLC, and of course he and Sidney Bacabella. This is this is this is the promise, you know, that Sidney Bacabella said over a year ago, and he's got Chang drinking the, the the lemonade, the juice, whatever you want to call it. Another victory here against a, uh, a very game and returning Jordan Oliver. He's not wavering from these challenges. Uh, we've seen it in multi-mans. We've seen it one-on-one. And it's been kind of a metamorphosis of Channing Thomas where uh, we kind of saw him at times be a shot caller for prestigious and uh, ousted from that group, left on his own, had to kind of find himself in this process and had himself in a good spot last year. I mean, he was a Vacation Land Cup finalist, for Christ's sake. So... Uh, I think that's, you know, sometimes that's looked over because of the slump that he got himself into going into the fall. And Sidney Bacabella has really been the secret sauce turning that all around. So uh, it'll be interesting to me how that proceeds through the cup, because this is where really the rubber meets the road if you want to make it somewhere. Yeah. And if you notice, I think everyone knows, old Sid decided to get rid of the wig. In his full bald glory. I mean, he looked he looked fantastic. Uh well, I don't know. I mean, tires was, a little bit, but he was telling everybody it was a hair versus hair match. Oh well. And I that mean, was uh he took an L, you know. I, look, I just want to get the story straight because I'm gonna hear about it if not. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna tell you someone that, that shaves their head. But Sydney obviously does the the full uh Steve Austin Kurt Angle, you know, look with the uh the full shave. Uh, I mean, I it not... doesn't look like it's growing back right now, so I just uh I don't know where that's going to leave him fashion-wise moving forward. I don't. I don't know. But I, I just have to give him props to someone that shaves their head. And, you know, you guys with all this luscious hair like yourself and John Alba and, you know, Johnny Torres and all these people. I mean, look, you guys, you, know, you don't know what it's like for some of us. So, okay, so you're on the side of Bacabella here. Well, I mean, look, the results are there, Randy. The results are there. He's winning every single time out. Him and his charges are picking up victory after victory. Hooker by crook, but I mean, uh, yeah, I want I want to get on. Yeah, you know, Sydney Bacabella's good side. It's probably not a bad spot to be. He can save you some money on gas too, if you ask. Well, all right, I'll have to uh, slip my card next time I see him. Uh, let's see. I may have to be careful with my wallet when I do. Anyway, we go to the final. Actually, not the final VLC qualifier today. This is a four way uh, for well, a VLC. Be, yeah, 
Yeah, VLC spot. We have Desmond Cole, Andy Brown, the aforementioned bell ringer, Junie Underwood debuting, Adam Priest debuting. Four way to qualify for the VLC. This one, of course, was all over the place. We had Andy and Adam Priest uniting early on. They treated this like a tag team match. I mean, they're tagging in and out. Nate Speckman was trying to tell them this is not a tag team match, but they were treating it as such. But yeah, this was uh, all over the place. Of course, uh, Underwood and Priest made their debuts. Uh, Priest very, it reminded me a lot of how he's built kind of like Dynamite Kid or, you know, Chris Benoit or just like his kind of short, stocky, like really kind of muscular and power moves and so on and so forth. Uh, But in the end of the day, my guy, friend of the pod, Des Cole, picking up the victory in the four way to qualify, uh, picking up the pin on Adam Priest. I felt good about this. Everyone loves Desmond Cole. He loves the people. But yeah, this was, uh, this was, again, kind of just all over the place and, and could have ended any, any point. Andy Brown and, of course, Adam Priest predictably uh, having some issues between them as they try to score pins. I think Junie was, again, your, your limitless debut. The bright lights are on you and a big opportunity. And, I, you know, I think he was just trying to, you know, kind of do the best he could. I thought he made a good accounting of himself here. But I think that in the end, the right guy won the match. Desmond Cole moving on to the VLC. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a lineup filling up throughout this card. Uh, I want to mention, too, I didn't put it in the rundown, but – uh, Kevin Blackwood was announced during this show as well to make his return to the Vacation Land Cup. So uh, spots really filling up with uh, some of the best of the best pound for pound of limitless uh, present and past. And uh, Des Cole has really been, you know, a, a rising star throughout limitless wrestling in the past year, made his debut in a four way, very similar to something like this, where it was uh, a, a lot of opportunity for someone to kind of take the reins and break out and, uh, you know, punch their ticket back to limitless wrestling. And now he's able to not only, do, you know, he's done that for the past year and now he's heading to the vacation land cup second time, uh, second straight year. And hopefully it's a different outcome in the first round for him than it was last year. Yeah. I was actually just about to mention Kevin Blackwood in just a minute. So I have, I have a few questions uh, about that, but that wasn't the only VLC qualifier in this was not announced for the show, but of course we're, everyone's ready for the main event. Ready to get on with it. And then all of a sudden, Aaron Rourke and Ricky Smokes come out to the ring. And they decided to grab a microphone and they delay the proceedings a bit, Randy. They were basically complaining about the whole situation with Ava Everett and and, uh, and costing her uh, a spot in the VLC. And they were just, just, they wanted, they wanted another shot for her. They just wanted, they're just, they're complaining in general, just bitching and bitching. And finally, Randy, you grab the microphone. And you had enough. And you told these guys, look, you guys want a spot for art so bad? Why don't you two guys fight right now for a spot? There's one left. And all of a sudden, Ricky smokes like he's shot out of a goddamn cannon, goes after Aaron Rourke, and we are on. And Randy, I talked about this earlier. This is my favorite show, match of the night. And this is easily a top 20 for me, and it could be a top 10 by the end of the year in limitless wrestling. I thought this was so much fun, so spirited, so good. And art imploded. We'll see what, at least for the night, given the issues that they've ever, and so on. Aaron Rourke picking up a, a victory of Ricky smokes. This probably was about five or six minutes, but I just thought this was, I just, I just love this so much. I thought it was one of Ricky's best performances in limitless Aaron is I think underrated and I think he's probably going to get more known uh, hopefully through this VLC uh, process, this tournament and pulling out some good moves that people pop for again, late in the night. It's, it's sometimes hard to do that, but there was like a, a head scissors 
uh, I don't know what you would call it, but kind of headsters there. I, I believe he like drove <laughs> smokes his like head right into the canvas and people are like, Oh, like the big kind of pop like that. This was great. Aaron Rourke picking up the win qualifies for the VLC. Again, who kind of knows what happens to art after this? Uh, that'll be talked about in, in shows to come, but I, I love this. I was a quick sprint match and full of emotion. And yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about this match. And finally, speaking of that main event, Alec Price versus Joey Danella. First time ever. These two, we talked about this a, a lot last week. Alec Price continuing his winning ways in Limitless to pick up the victory at the end of the night. Again, defeating Joey Janela. This match went a little bit differently than I thought. It was more of a uh, a traditional hard-hitting wrestling match than a, than a wild kind of out-of-the-ring, all-over-the-place affair. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was this was unexpected. I think this is what I'm going to have to, to re-watch. Uh, but yeah, this was... Both guys brought it, you know, they unloaded everything on each other and it was, uh, again, physical and all that. But in the end of the day, Alec Price, uh, picking up the victory, we'll see what's next for him. But yeah, he's undefeated since he returned back to Limitless in December, picking up win after win and a big one here in, in the first time ever matchup. I'm sure we'll see this one again, uh, a few times throughout the years, who knows where, but yeah, Alec Price pick up the win against the returning Joey Janela. Yeah, it's been quite a run for Price since losing the championship to Romero last September, undefeated. Uh, this was probably the toughest test to date, going about, I would say, about 25 minutes maybe with Joey Janela, uh, in that range at least. And uh, I don't know, really testing each other here. So I think both wrestlers really pulling out things that you don't necessarily see from them very often and uh, just having to really test themselves, maybe differ the styles a little bit in a match like this and uh, – I don't know. Fun to watch all around. It's another one uh, I'm going to be excited to watch on the rewatch as well to really take it in. Yeah. So that was the card. Yeah. That was uh that was crunch time again, available on IWTV as we speak. So check it out and let's see what other notes that I have. The only other note really that I had, uh, I asked you about the tow truck. We <laughs> do you want, do you want to talk about that at all? Oh yeah. Feel free. Um, well, I was walking outside the, um, well, so actually I, I I'll go back even further. So I was kind of standing there and all of a sudden, you know, a couple of matches in, uh, out like, you know, like the undertaker walking in. All of a sudden I looked to my left and Lee Miller lights out. Lee Miller all of a sudden would just appeared out of nowhere. And I put in my notes here late Lee Miller, perhaps maybe, uh, the, the best uh, way to put it, but he was uh, doing some work for you. And then I was leaving the venue. This all ties together. I promise I was leaving uh, after the show. Like everyone does. I was you know concerned about my fellow fans and I'm, looked in the, the, the main parking lot there and I saw a tow truck and I'm like, these, but these tow truck vultures better not be here taking away my fellow limitless fans that hauling their cars out here uh, for something stupid. Right. And so I, I asked you about it and you said it was actually Lee Miller's vehicle. You want to take it from there? Yeah, I have to assume because um, I mean, I didn't get any reports of anybody having a unprompted tow. Cause we have, we have access to both those lots out there. Um, yeah. Lee Miller, uh, it was in communication through like a group chat that he was going to be making the show on his trek back home from the, uh, some kind of uh, wrestle wrestling convention, I believe in Rhode Island where they did the new England wrestling hall of fame. Shout out to Paula, a new England wrestling hall of famer friend of limitless wrestling. Um, yeah, he was, uh, so he was making this trek in the pouring rain. And I think his car died like right as he's about to get into the lot. So, he just came in looking like a used sponge because he had to like walk in the rain, I believe to like a, a pretty considerable distance to get in or 
nursed his car eventually to the lot and then uh, I believe was going to get it towed or figure that out somehow. So I would have to assume that it all tied back to Lee. Mm. It always does, Randy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lately, yes. Um, yeah, good stuff. I saw him in the regular lot, so I, I don't think uh, – as someone that does not park in that lot, I park in the one down by the uh, the the, the um, uh, playground area and everything. And, I, I mean, he didn't walk that far. I'm just going to say, that if, he, if he said he was walking miles and miles and miles, I think maybe best uh, kind of check that story. <laughs> I just knew it was pouring, so I, yeah, it, was, it, was it was probably not a fun walk either way. It was raining. It was raining for sure. But yeah, check that out. Crunch time, of course. VLC, we talk all about it uh, for weeks. Saturday, August 26th, Yarmouth, Maine. Tickets on sale August 3rd on LimitsWrestling.com. Of course, by the time you're listening to this, tickets are probably already out there. So get your tickets now. Confirm this far as we talked about. And a nice graphic for this. Uh, your graphics have really been good as the last, like, I don't know, long time. I really like the graphics, Randy. That the, it's Brian the, Brian F Pro on Twitter, man. Uh, Brian Fernandez, he's a fucking wizard with that. I, I the I, I love the winds of change graphics. That might be one of my favorite sets, and this is definitely my favorite cup set for sure. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, any uh, uh before, I, before I forget, any VLC specific merchandise coming out this year? Oh yeah, there's always a T-shirt. Um, there'll definitely be a T-shirt and. Uh, I want to say there'll be stickers. So, yeah. So, confirm this far. Limitless Wrestling World Champion Rip Bison. Or, sorry, Beef taking on Rip Bison. Uh, defending the title against Rip Bison, of course, if I can say that right. For Limitless Wrestling World title, we're going to talk a lot about that over the next couple weeks. Uh, Ichiban, Shane Thomas, Becca, Desmond Cole, and Aaron Rourke have all qualified for the VLC tournament field. And then Kevin Blackwood, as you mentioned, it was announced he's going to be making his long way to return. So Kevin Blackwood, Ichiban, Shane Thomas, Becca, Desmond Cole, and Aaron Rourke are in. And so also I have to ask you, is it going to be an eight-person tournament as in the past? Yeah, it's going to be an eight-person field. Uh, there have been years, quite a few actually, where there have been uh, nine wrestlers in the field. And it's yes. just honestly like every time, has just been by circumstance, and if it fit that way, it was MSP. It was prestigious. Uh, there was the the crazy like pump fake Sean Spears pull where we got Tommy Dreamer, and then Sean Spears ended up being in the match anyway. It was what a bizarre, but uh, yeah, I mean, shit happens. But yeah, there's been a few years where it's uh, just been a random tradition that it's been a nine person field. But yep. uh, we're gonna be back to the traditional eight person field this year. Was that a? It was AG in that three way with Dreamer and Spears. He certainly was. Yes. I think that we actually dropped that on YouTube within the past couple months. So if you want to check it out, it's up for free. That whole spirit that that was such a crazy like a crazy time. Like didn't Cody got involved? Is that how Sean Spears eventually was able to come to the show? Cody literally made that happen. I was I was driving home and got a DM from Cody because it got it got picked up that Spears got pulled. Yes. by AEW and it just got reported a bunch of places when we put out the announcement and Cody literally just sent a DM like Sean can do your show and they literally covered him for the show mm. to bring him in but uh, yeah so then I of course I had already booked Tommy Dreamer as a replacement I'm not going to cancel on Tommy who's doing me a solid um, in, in a last minute bind you know so uh, yeah. we had that triple threat yeah, there's a story behind that. We should talk uh, one of these days. I want to talk more. Maybe we'll do leading in this. Do a uh, quick history uh, checkup on the VLC. I know we've done those in the past, but yeah, maybe 20 fun. minutes on that. 
All right, we'll do that. Quick shout out to uh, to Becca. We mentioned before, she's actually making her GCW debut, I believe, coming up this month, if I remember. Yeah, Maki Ito. The match yes. got announced last night. Yeah, and she's going to be taking on Maki Ito twice, one for GCW and then one for MLW like I within like that. a month. Yeah. I saw that as well. Yeah, MLW. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we'll, uh, again, uh, some other plugs real quick as we go. Uh, the Mojo at the Dojo series, Randy just mentioned. You can watch that. Watch that on youtube iwtv or of course a limitless dojo facebook page new stuff is coming up uh, soon and let's see we have a uh, pmc channel 5 and watch all the best of limitless wrestling recent stuff 8 30 p.m in portland on fridays and in the greater westbrook area with replays throughout the week iwtv of course for all of your limitless wrestling video needs other than youtube of course full shows there goes back years and years and years and of course, promotions from all over the world. You know, uh, some of the best, you know, $10 you'll spend of your wrestling dollars per month. Of course, Pluto TV as well for a few seasons of the road. If uh, you're watching stuff there, LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Randy underscore Kyver LW on Twitter. Josh and Ace on Twitter. Limitless Wrestling for all your ticket and merchandise needs, which includes Island Falls coming up this Friday, August 4th for the Summerfest. Uh, coming up for Let's Wrestle. Of course, Saturday, August 12th, Let's Wrestle make a break. And then, of course, the big one coming up, end of the month. We have uh, Saturday, August 26th, Vacation Land Cup in the yard with Man. Tickets are on sale probably now by the time you're listening to this. So you got to be there. The, the tournament of the summer. And we're going to be a lot talking about that uh talking about that a lot rather over the next couple of weeks so for andy carver i'm josh nason until next time be limitless <laughs>